Greetings, SE land. This is Twig. Another Twig's SE Reflections podcast. This is episode number 68. And I'm, I'm headed into this as an encouragement episode. Just a pat on the shoulder, a keep going kind of you can do this commentary. Thinking about you new folks out there, SE practitioners, students that are not exactly so sure just yet exactly what to say and when in all of your sessions. Look, I don't know whoever gets there, but but at least at least along the way, we have to realize that such things, integration of all these ideas and the right verbiage and timing and pacing and invitations to our clients, particularly considering that each of them are their own unique critter themselves, these things take time. It takes time to get to know our skills, get to know our wording, get to know our pacing, get to know what is going to happen next. These things take time. You could think of it a bit like when you're mapping a new terrain or getting to know a new place. You you move to a new city. You don't know this place. Maybe you're only visiting, but you're going to visit long enough that you're not asking everybody else to drive you everywhere. So you're going you're gonna to get to know it a bit yourself, where the bakery is, where the post office is, where the best turn off from the freeway is so that you can get to your home easier than if you took the long way around or what you thought was the right way around. Yeah. Sometimes there are shortcuts. Sometimes there are, you know, just, whoa, you just get funneled into this traffic zone. You don't even know that this road here, whatever road this one is, gets traffic from 6.30 to 8.30 in the morning. It just happens to be an epicenter of where everybody passes through. And you don't even know that until you've sat there two, three times and realized, if I come here at 7.30 in the morning, I'm going to get in traffic. You can't be told all of these things. I mean, a friend could give you a big download. They could tell you exactly where to go get your fruits and vegetables and the best place to go hang out at the beach. And yet, at the same time, to integrate this new place, to map it inside of yourself, how to turn here, when to turn there, what time the the grocery stores close, what time the movie theater is open, or how you have to get to the movie theater. And this is something that happens for me whenever I go to a big city. How to, you have to get your ticket before you go to the theater because all the seats are going to be sold out. These things take time to get to learn, to know. You know, mapping a place, that's a constant and, and classic thing, just in biology. Animals do it, humans do it. We're, we're mappers. The natural history mapping of a location is a, is a kind of a responsibility of being a mammal on this planet, even a, other critters on this planet, but certainly being a primate or primate lineage homo. For us, homo sapiens, mapping is a really big deal. Where the deer are, where the moose hang out, where the best water is, where any water is, what roots have water in them and where they can be found. We've been mapping landscape. You know, this hillside is easier to walk up than that hillside. That hillside over there, that gully has devil's thorn bushes in it, which have all kinds of spikes and spines on them. And you just don't want to pass through that. You'd rather go up over this other ridge and come up the valley over there. There's a lot nicer glades of aspen and such to walk up through. You got to learn these things over time. Some of it you get told. Some of it you have to experience for yourself. But all of it, to integrate it, you have to experiment over time. Lots of birds map. They go from South America to North America back again in the same year. 
ending up in the exact same place. They have their own magic for how they do that, you know. But, you know, even even birds that have, like, um, have a very shortened map can be extended. I think now of, of the shrike, you know, the, the, the shrike. It's a little songbird that has this really neat technique. I'm, I'm going to get a little graphic here. Has this neat technique of of catching grasshoppers or small, very you know, small rodents, maybe a mouse, and rather than rather than killing it with its beak, it's a small songbird again. It in fact picks up this critter, maybe a grasshopper is the most typical one, and flies to a thorny bush or nowadays to a barbed wire fence, and impales the grasshopper on this thorn, on this spike or on this spine. And um, kind of, you know, well, kind of kills the grasshopper. It also saves the grasshopper for later. In fact, shrikes, male shrikes, they kind of show their territory by placing all of these different critters that they've caught along all these different spikes so that when a female comes along, they can see just how good a hunter they are. There's another element to this, too, is that when shrikes... um, well, when they need food later in the year, they have mapped out where they've left former critters, and they can sometimes go back and be found to be going back and um, eating their previous kill from months before. Actually, that makes me think about how, well, yeah, it's true. Weasels do the same thing. Short and long-tailed weasels, they have a they have an interesting instinct. I'm, I'm kind of rambling here, but they have an interesting instinct that they, they they're not like most critters. They don't simply kill and satisfied with that. They kill everything that moves in a in a maybe like a den of mice. So it's winter time in my world, and um, that's a good example. Right now there'll be mice underground or what's at what's called the subnevian level, right where the snow meets the ground, and there'll be like a kind of a group of mice, a family of mice, maybe five, six, eight, eight individuals in there. And a weasel, shaped just perfectly to go down their tunnels and into their dens, and should that weasel come into a den that has five, six, eight mice, it will kill everybody. <laughs> Excuse me, but it, it, this is part of how it works. They'll kill everybody before they start to eat, and they don't need to eat everybody there. Um, they'll leave, and should they need to, they'll be able to go back to that place later on, kind of map that terrain a little bit to uh, know that they have some food for later in the winter. Now, uh, what is that? Well, you know, is it is it the same? You're not trying to kill anybody, and you're not trying to impale, impale your clients on barbed wire fences. In fact, hopefully you're trying to help them get off of impaling themselves so often. And yet, there is there's a kind of a, a, me- a metaphor running in here, right? That that mapping, mapping of a terrain, mapping of a of um, what you've done, where you've been, what what you've left behind, what you could go back to, all of these things, they're um, they're latent. They're um, they run through animal life and human life, and even as silly as it gets down to, um, you're driving down the road and you, you see a store that you, oh, wow, I really like the dress in that window. I want to come back and see that. Well, maybe you don't think about it for six months and, and, oh, I'm going to go back and see if it's on sale now, you know, and you, and you find your way back to that same store and you say, oh, wow, that it is on sale. That's nice. You know, or, or no, it's gone and you missed it. The, the notation 
the notation of what's where and what have I done and what have I experienced? Oh, 6.30 in the morning, heavy traffic time. I, I, should, I should change my route here. I should plan my day differently. These things matter. Suppose, for example, you're, you're learning this new city and you want to go to the airport. There's, there's a way to get to the airport. There's maybe a dozen different ways to get to the airport. There's, you know, uh, the freeway, and then there's the other freeway, and then there's the highway and the side roads, and you can go down along the coast or, you know, wherever you are. There are all these different routes down to the freeway. Well, somebody who's been there a long time, somebody who watched all those freeways get built and everything, they have, they have the route they know what time they know they could they could get you to the airport by the minute they know exactly which turns to take what time of day to avoid what time of day they have to respond to this or that differently you maybe even have that in a place that you're very familiar with you go to a new place and you have to learn that and if you don't learn that you're going to put a lot of extra time well, if you don't know it yet, you're going to put a lot of extra time into getting to the airport to be assured that you're going to get there on time. Well, you know, the the person who's got a really thorough map of the landscape of the terrain there, as they're going to the airport, they might know exactly which bagel shop to stop at to get some food for the for the ride for the flight, you know, get that, that nice salmon and lock kind of like sandwich kind of thing, or they know exactly along the way, where to stop for gas to make it the smoothest trip. They even maybe know how to stop and see a friend on the way because it's it's an easy passage to just step in, say, hey, I'm, I'm on my way out. I just love you. I just wanted to say goodbye. I'll see you next month when I get home, whatever, whatever. And off you go back to the airport. The person with a lot of experience in this terrain is able to move much more fluidly, much more fluently and achieve easier ends or more complicated ends than those of us that are, you know, trying to negotiate the map or Siri and our little robot devices at the same time as we're headed off down the freeway inside of this traffic and, oh, wish I had seen that this has a, a thick red line and is going to slow me down here. It's like this in our sessions. You know, I hope I don't stretch this too much, but I think it's true. There are people, you could become one of these people. You just continue along the way and learn the map and the terrain enough. Maps, in this case, you you'll know people, and and like I say, you might become one of these yourself. That as you enter into sessions, the people who who really got this down, they've been there before. They've they've seen that when they ask this kind of question, oh, that evidence beforehand of the person not being able to answer quite quite so readily. This next question just shuts them down, or oh, you know, um, as we were as we were kind of riding the activation and and kind of feeling that, and it just kind of kept going from one tightening, more tense, uncomfortable experience to the next, and and we kind of let that go a little bit too long without asking for some edge of it or where it's not as bad as that or something that was slightly different than that or maybe even having to go further away from the experience maybe reorienting or some kind of further you know distance from the danger state but we instead let that intensity rise well we end up in this 45 minute pit of repair where we're just trying to fix everything that that well you know a seasoned person 
might have seen that, said, oh, you know, this is just like traffic at 7.30 in the morning. I have to avoid this road. I have to take another path. The, the experienced practitioner gets experience by having learned the terrain and reading the books and being told what to do and how to do it and, and watching a lot and learning a lot. But you have to kind of go off and and find out what it's like to walk through Devil's Club and how you just don't want to have to do that if you can choose another gully to walk up and find out that it's a smoother path. And you get to the same hillside, the same ridgeline. There are places along the way that we have to do. We have to learn of ourselves. We have to experiment. We have to pay attention. We have to reference what we've done before. We have to map out for ourselves what it's like to travel through all of these different places and in our work how to travel with all these different places with all these different kinds of people who on so many different levels are expressing very similar psychobiological tendencies predisposition toward fight or globalized activation or anxiety and fearfulness of their experience or or an openness and willingness that has a tendency to make it become too much or maybe even just the right amount. It's, it's not to say that any one kind of thing is the right kind of thing. As you're going to the airport, there are 15 different ways you can turn through this neighborhood. Which way are you going to turn? Of course, at first, you'll take the most basic routes. As you get more sophisticated, as you know the area more, as you know your client more, as you know your yourself in relationship to your clients more, you'll get to choose more sophisticated patterns and, and processes through these things. Maybe even on the way to the airport, you, you know exactly the nicest place to stop for a great cup of coffee. Well, maybe once you find that, you go there a dozen times. Maybe you go there the rest of your life. Maybe you go try another place. I don't know. I do know that it's by this experimentation and paying attention that you learn that that's the place that you want to go back to or that's the place that you remember so fondly and you want to try something else. In our sessions, in your learning, in this work, there's a lot of information and a lot of different ways to take people through their experience toward some end that is advantageous, resolving, settling, feels better. There are lots of different ways to get through that and to that and somebody with a tremendous amount of experience, yes, it's true. They're going to have like preferred routes and they're going to know how to, how to take the nuance when some new, new buffer issue comes up in the way and they're going to know how to move around that, which as a novice or learner or somebody who's coming into the craft is going to have to experiment with all of that. And so I'll just, I'll just invite you. I'll invite you as somebody who's gone through that process and probably still going through it on a lot of different levels. I'll just say we're we're just doing our best here and trying to map out this new terrain as we go. So while you're in your sessions, you're going to be out there listening and learning and trying this and trying that. Just remember what happens where and think about how that felt and what that did for you and experiment with new routes through once you get really comfortable with one that you feel solid about. You can always go back to that one that slides you right through to what it is you're trying to get, 
But if you want to get the whole terrain, if you want to know where the very best bakery is, if you want to know all the different options for how to guide your clients through different kinds of thoughts and feeling states, you're going you're gonna to want to play with new options and new ideas and be curious in a way that makes it so that you, you say to yourself, I don't yet know all of this and I shouldn't yet expect myself to. I shouldn't expect myself to know all of this already. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to learn it over time. And then I'm going to know this terrain just like I've learned a dozen other maps in my life. And then I'm going to be able to use that for the rest of my life. I think so. I think you'll be able to do that. And I'll encourage you along the way. Keep going. And hey, why not make it a little bit interesting as you go along? Where's that last Where's that last good thing that you discovered? Can you go back to it or can you reproduce that or can you see something similar like that again and place that on the map together? That's my little encouragement for the day. I'm wishing you well. Hope you'll take care. Bye-bye now. And here's a little tracking twig moment for the end of episode 68, mostly just to say that if you're not familiar with this project, Twig's SE Reflections podcast, you can learn all about it at liberationispossible.org backslash reflections. There you'll find an introduction page, explanation of what this is all about and how I came to do it. At the same time, you'll see a blue button at the top of that page, liberationispossible.org backslash reflections. There'll be a little blue button at the top that's the archive button that'll get you into all of the archives of the episodes. There's a lot of podcasts, that's these audio recordings, but then also there's a number of videos and just written text and more coming along the way. So that's a, a resource for you to go check out, liberationispossible.org backslash reflections. Okay, that's that for now. Take care. <laughs>